Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today I wanted to talk about how life coaching could be an integral part of any individual's life. And I mean any. But there are so many misconceptions about life coaching out there that it actually hurts me. So I want to take some time to recognize these belief systems and be able to address them one by one. As much as life coaching is an integral part of my life, there are a lot of people out there who don't know what life coaching is. They especially don't know what I do is a unique combination. I'm a physician life coach. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician in practice of hospitalist medicine for more than 10 years, but I'm also a life coach. I do not provide medical diagnosis and treatment in my coaching services. I do provide coaching services in my treatment of patients, in a sense that I help them see their fears around their disease processes and their limitations they're putting on themselves as they keep themselves away from healing and accessing medical treatment. Coaching, of course, helps me in my other personal relationships because I do a better job at perspective-taking, active listening, and empathizing. And like many other human beings on the planet, I'm a work in progress. So, given that life coaching is so important to me, there are a lot of people out there who have misconceptions about it. So I'm dedicating this podcast to tell you guys what life coaching is not. Life coaching is not advice giving. Life coaches are not know-it-all. A lot of people tell me, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what actions to take. What's the next step? And trust me, I would gladly do that because it would cut my work in half. But that way, you would be living my life, not yours. What I tell you will be based on what I think. And that might be something that has proven good for me. But it might not be good for you. But on the other hand, if I teach you how to think for yourself, you can figure out what it is that you need to do. It's analogous to giving you a fish versus teaching you how to fish. One feeds you for one meal, and the other one feeds you for life. I know learning how to manage your mind is more work than just taking advice and doing what you're told. But at the end of this work, you will thank me. Clients themselves are experts. I am the expert at showing them their brain. This allows me to coach successful leaders of multiple industries without me having to be an expert in each industry. Because the human brain is universal and its limitations are universal, it doesn't matter what field you're in. The limitations it projects will be the same. My job is to point out what those limitations are, and your job is to choose to pluck them out. You are the highest authority on your life, not your life coach. It doesn't matter who your life coach is or how much you're paying them. The next misconception is life coaching will fix my problems. Life coaching is not about fixing your problems. Life is 50-50. Inna ma'al rusri yusra. It says, with every difficulty, there is relief. And it says so in the Quran. It doesn't say after every difficulty, there is relief. It says that they go along hand in hand. Life is 50-50. It is not better here than it will be over there in the future. It will always be 50-50. There's always good things in life and there's always bad. If you have financial struggles now and you're being tested in such a matter, you might be later tested with the money that you get. You don't work hard, take action, make efforts because you think after all of that work, your life will be better. Life will always maintain this balance. 
it will always have this equal contrast. Life coaching is not about fixing your problems. It's about helping you see through them and around them and helping you navigate them. The next misconception is that life coaching will immediately help me feel better. Well, it might, but you might not want to feel better about every situation. Life coaching is not about making you feel better about all of your situations, because there will be times where you will appropriately want to feel bad about it, and that will be intentional and called for. The next one has to do with the difference between life coaching and psychotherapy. Life coaching is not therapy. Psychiatrists and psychotherapists have a different role. They are licensed mental health professionals, usually only allowed to practice within a certain area. A lot of people make the distinction saying that psychotherapy is past-focused. And yes, that is one of its functions. And it does help it stand apart from life coaching, because life coaching is very much future-focused. But at the same time, saying that psychotherapy is only past-focused is very much limiting its modalities. There are very many other therapeutic treatment options available in psychotherapy that are other than just talk therapy or figuring out where and why these limiting beliefs are originating from. In life coaching, we explore that as well, but psychotherapy goes into much more detail with that. Plus, psychiatrists are medical doctors that are able to provide prescriptions for medications like psychotropic agents, antidepressants, and sometimes that is probably what you need. Life coaches can do no such thing. They cannot diagnose and they cannot prescribe. One other thing that life coaches are not doing, especially the one that operate from my theory of life coaching, is that they're not investigating and reinvestigating what happened in the past because that wires the brain to think like the past. That way you recreate the same future. Life coaches help people who are functioning rather independently and want to renew their brain with a new clarity and progress in their life. People with a mental health diagnosis on medications can also hire life coaches when they're stable on therapeutic modalities like therapy or medication. One upper hand life coaching might have has to do with the stigma that is attached to therapy, mental illness, and psychiatrists. If you're reluctant to seek out therapy because of the cultural stigma attached to it, life coaching might be a better alternative for you. It never replaces psychotherapy, neither modality replaces each other, they complement each other. So if you want to overcome some cultural discomfort about how to improve the self, then please look into life coaching. So the licensed mental health professions are heavily regulated and life coaching is not. It is mostly an unregulated industry, which comes with its own good and bad. And I will talk about it in a little bit. Psychiatrists, psychotherapists, life coaches help you gain the muscle of insight. That muscle of insight is absolutely necessary before you can embark on any transformation of any sort. If you want to advance your life, you have to have insight as to where you're stuck. This muscle of insight is what helps you see the limitations so you can actually work on them. One benefit that life coaches might have is that most of the people that seek out life coaching actually have some level of insight that they need some work. They're just afraid of what they're finding after they start to look inwards and they start to do this work. As a life coach, I show them that there's nothing to be afraid of. You are whole and complete, and you will be whole and complete with and without life coaching. Another limitation I run into is people tell me, life coaching is bad branding. People say, you're a board-certified physician. Why do you call yourself a life coach? One industry, again, is heavily regulated and the other one unregulated. 
They tell me, why are you bringing yourself to a lower level? I am a proud position life coach. Again, admittedly, life coaching is not a regulated industry, and anyone can start calling themselves a life coach without any formal training or licensing, but that doesn't mean the entire industry is of a low standard. Yes, there are people who call themselves life coaches, but are straight-up con artists, and I do not speak on behalf of bad apples. There might be some bad physicians in the healthcare industry dragging the name of the industry down with them. There might be some priests or some imams that are not of appropriate moral standards. That does not mean that the entire clergy of all the religions is a bad branding. What few people do in the name of a profession says nothing about the profession. Keep your mind open and find out who can help you where. And if you do come across a bad apple, don't let it ruin your entire impression of an industry because you will miss out on such a huge gift. The next misconception has to do with people putting life coaches on a pedestal. Life coaches are not perfect human beings. No one on earth is. My life is just as 50-50 as anybody else's. I have to constantly manage my mind. I have to constantly take the garbage out of my brain that my default brain creates. I engage in self-coaching. I hire a life coach. I utilize every modality to up-level my thoughts and feelings. Anything that I can get my hands on, I'll do in order to improve my experience. I suggest you do not put life coaches on a pedestal. They are human beings. They make mistakes. I make mistakes. What might set me apart from other human beings is my willingness to look into my mistakes and learn from them. My willingness to accept the discomfort that comes with being an imperfect human being. I move into that discomfort. The next one has to do with life coaches being your partners in problem solving. Life coaches are not your partners. They might be next to you helping guide you. They might be pointing out where work needs to be done. The choice of doing the work is always yours. Of course, the client consent to do this work is necessary just so the client doesn't feel gaslighted because the willingness to question their underlying belief has everything to do with the client being able to dismantle them. Life coaches are in service of you. If it helps you think of them as your partners, that's fine, but that can very easily translate into a codependent type of relationship where every time the client is in pain, they're looking for the life coach to help them get out of it. Again, my job as a life coach is to help you see how to come out of your pain or how to not create it in the first place. What happens is the human brain has a lot of ingrained biases and they don't let us see the fork in the road and we don't see a choice in the matter when it comes to making daily life decisions. People live their entire lives at the mercy of things and the world outside of them. A life coach's job is to point out to you where the choice actually lies, where the fork in the road is. Partnership to me sounds like I make some choices and you make some choices. It's actually not like that at all. I show you all the choices, you make all the decisions. And if you can't make decisions, that is also something a life coach will help you with. Life coaches themselves need coaches because who's checking in with my limitations? Most of my neurological function happens under my radar. That is the subconscious function. So if I'm not aware of these, how am I going to fix them? That's why I myself have a life coach. Next item on the list of what life coaching is not is that it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. 
just because it is unregulated and it doesn't require a standard level of education does not mean that people start throwing money at you. This, I believe, is the most beautiful part of a capitalist society, where the majority of people decide what product or service is worth investing in. And if a client feels something was transformational, of course they will give you their money for it. But your service and your product has to be that good. So the same standard of acceptance applies. If you're getting into life coaching because you have dreams of getting rich overnight, this is not the field for you. Some people see this as a challenge and do their best and show up as great life coaches. The rest of the people stand there complain that life coaching is a scam just because they didn't get rich. Next item is that life coaching is not a judgment of your existing life. Most of the clients that come to me are tired of judging their current standing. When they cannot provide themselves a non-judgmental point of view of their life, they hire a life coach. If you feel judged by a life coach, they're probably not doing a good job because that is one of their main purposes, to provide you clean space to investigate what can be improved upon. At the same time, I need you to keep an open mind about the difference between gaslighting and cognitive dissonance. People will say, oh, I completely feel dismissed. My life coach completely dismissed my experience. And that might be happening, but there is a certain discomfort associated with cognitive dissonance. Meaning, you're going into life coaching with a limiting belief and limiting identity, and the life coach shows you that this is what you're doing. Do you want to change it? In the name of self-preservation, you would not want to give up that identity, and you will hold on to it with your dear life. And if life coach pushes you a little bit, you might have a tendency to say that I was dismissed as a person. You might want to hold that belief, but also might want to consider the discomfort that you're going through a cognitive dissonance experience, meaning you're breaking down an old identity and you get to build a new one on top of it. So on one hand, gaslighting will feel like being dismissed and not being acknowledged, while a life coach is trying to push you through cognitive dissonance, pushing your limits, trying to help you up-level, trying to help you see your limitations. That might just be lying under your awareness. This type of clarity would feel uncomfortable, but you will see the truth in it. Life coaching does not make you more intelligent. It does make you wiser. One is a left brain fixed function that is usually measured by the IQ, not measured perfectly in my opinion, but it is measurable. On the other hand, being wise is a right brain function, which is infinitely more available to you than your IQ is. Most people that don't self-actualize don't do it because they cannot tap into their wisdom, not because they're not smart enough. Everyone is born with the smarts they need to fulfill their life's purpose. Not everyone taps into their wisdom to be able to do it. <laughs> the next one is a good one. Life coaching is not a cult. If you join or hire a life coach and it feels cultish to you, then take it as a huge warning sign. Life coaching is not about it's my way or the highway. Life coaching is not a pyramid scheme. But if any industry is gaining financial traction, people will try and manipulate it for their benefit. It's known that life coaching has been used for this type of advantage. And such people will create life coaching schools and create quick certification schemes where they certify you as a life coach and they tell you the more people you can certify, you get to keep some part of their certification fee 
turning it into a pyramid scheme. And people fall into it with false promises and tricks and dreams of making millions of dollars. You can make a million dollars as a life coach, but it takes a lot more than certification and empty promises. It takes dedication, wisdom, and being able to separate yourself with non-judgment to the entire humankind. If you get certified from a school that promises you that you can then turn around and certify 10 more people and keep a part of that money, this is a red flag. Be aware of what you're getting into. Again, if that's what you choose to do, that's always up to you. But make an informed decision. Next one is that life coaching is not an atheist or an agnostic belief system. Life coaching can actually be very spiritual. And if you listen to my podcast, I intricately integrate the two. Life coaching is not used instead of religion and spirituality. It can actually be used to enhance it. Spirituality is a value we create, which is why our faith waxes and wanes. Some days we find ourselves on a spiritual high, and other days we can barely concentrate in our prayers. Mind and body play a huge role in this. And when we think that our spirituality is somehow just falling upon us from the sky, we will fall short of making the most of the spirituality and the depth of faith that we can create with our minds. In my approach to life coaching, I use all the foundational blocks of psychology and spirituality, ones that have been modernized and the others that come from traditional Islamic values. But the goal is to eventually reach what I call the highest level of soulful intelligence. There are different levels of awareness and enlightenment. First would be mindfulness where you can be present with your thoughts and your body and you can be present in the now. You are present with your loved ones in the moment, making the most out of it. This type of mindfulness takes practice. Then the next level could be emotional intelligence, where you can be exquisitely aware of your emotions and how to create them and what to do with them, how to control them and how to utilize them. You get all the results you want based on these emotions that you have complete command over. The next level has to do with soulful intelligence, which incorporates both of the other building blocks of mindfulness and heartfulness until we reach a level of soulful intelligence that is required by us in the religion of Islam. In this journey of leveling up, we drop the old and we build the new. Every organic system in the universe relies on this wear and tear and the rebuilding process to grow. I do believe that soulful intelligence is the pinnacle of all intelligences. It encompasses everything that science and humanities have to offer. And in achieving this highest level of soulful intelligence, we can create success in this world and the next, inshallah. With that, I make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes us among the successful in this life and the after. May Allah give us the building blocks of mindfulness and heartfulness to achieve the highest level of soulfulness. Our soul is our direct connection to Allah. We have to polish our minds and hearts to be able to get to it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us lift the cultural stigma attached to mental health and give Muslims access to life coaching and other mental health modalities. I pray for clarity in my message and I pray that this podcast reaches you in a way that shifts your perspective on how life coaching can help you, inshallah. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? 
I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.